everybody, it's Pigeon here, and I'm here with a good friend of mine and a, a really cool person, a, a fellow podcast leader, and just a big name in the skate community. We have Rebel. Hey, what's up, everybody? Also known as Queer Girl Straight Skates. Queer right? Girl Straight Skates. Yeah, it's a mouthful, but yep. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm feeling very good. I'm so happy to be here. I love your podcast. I think it's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I uh, I never really listened to podcasts, and before I started this one, I actually listened to your podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So Our- I, I learned a lot from, from you and Shove, but uh, I definitely am still a novice. Um, we definitely are still kind of also novices. Novi. Um, I feel like, cause we started, so our podcast is called Skate Date Podcast and we started our podcast cause we were just like kind of sick of just talking about just like how to roller skate all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to talk about something other than roller skating. And so we thought like, oh, how do we tie it into roller skating though? So we called it a skate date. And we just figured like, oh yeah, so like when you go on a skate date, you don't just talk about your roller skates or like roller skating the whole time. You also talk about all these other like real life convos. And I think it's been cool because I feel like there's so much more dimension to what we put out online. But like all that to say, I know I already started talking a lot, (laughs) um, but like all that to say, we literally had no idea what we were doing. We just like bought random like podcast mics, not knowing, like I tried to do as much research as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this one looks good. So we just bought it. And then we just went in our garage and we're like, okay, so we'll just press record. Well, I mean, that's what's up. You're a go-getter. <laughs> you two are go-getters. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, well, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about you and your connection to skating? Yeah. So, um, my name is Rebel Rouser and I go by Queer Girl Straight Skates and I didn't always go by Rebel Rouser, <laughs> Queer Girl Straight Skates. In fact, about four and a half years ago, I wandered into the Wilmington Longshoreman Hall. Uh, and that's when I met, I don't know if I met you that day or if I met you in the shop or something, but it was like in that same period. And I, joined a role orientation for beach city's roller derby. And that was actually, so I competed in like very high level speech and debate. And I did that for four years. And then I timed out of that and I was like, what do I do with my life now? And one of my friends who is also my coworker was in Beach City's Roller Derby. And so she told me like, hey, I think you're going to really like Roller Derby. You should just join. And so I did. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I fell in love with roller skating, all the things that go along with it. Fun fact, that first day that I went to that orientation for Roller Derby is the first time I met Shove. Oh, really? Yeah, we went to the same first orientation. Oh, my goodness. You yeah. Probably, oh, wow. Yeah. And so then, yeah, so I the next day I went and I bought skates and, like, gear from your shop. Mm-hmm. And then the day after that, I went to my first practice. And ever since then, I ha- don't think I've taken off my roller skates. <laughs> uh, I'm absolutely obsessed with roller skating now. I and love it. Yeah, so it's just kind of like 
infiltrated every part of my life. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to your story and I'm smiling so hard because like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Got swept into roller derby. It took over your life in such a an amazing way and then through that you found other methods of skating and people mm-hmm. who are like your family now yeah Love it's it. it's so wild that like you start roller skating and then all of a sudden it's like you don't know anyone who doesn't roller skate you know <laughs> like I know a few people and I feel like I'm still bothering them to start skating like I'm like hey it's been some time now I feel like I should start annoying you again and try and get you to buy roller skates yes <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I remember I remember you in the Fresh Meat program of Beach Cities. Beach Cities is um, the league that I manage um, here in California. Yeah. Yeah. So Jacob is uh, the person who taught me how to roller skate in Fresh Meat 1. And I just remember... I, well, it was funny because the very first practice I went to, I don't think that I like knew what was going on. Well, obviously I didn't, but like I was putting on my skates for the first time, both of them at the same time, because like when you go into a skate shop, you only try on one. Um, so I was putting them both on for the first time and I remember like not really knowing how to stand up and then I like tried to stand up and then someone started practice, I'm assuming it was Molly, and I like went into this line and they were doing squats and then suicides and I was like, I don't even know how to stand up. And so I was just trying to do it. And I think someone finally like pointed me out and they were like, Hey, you're supposed to go over there to that corner. Oh, like that's where the they're freshman. I was with the team and I was like trying to do it and I was just falling all over the place. But you know, it was good. See, I have a bad memory, but I think I, I, I vaguely remember this because <laughs> this happens sometimes like the new skaters come in and, um, it, like they're maybe just like a little bit late or like don't know where to go and they mm-hmm. jump in the wrong line. Yeah, I just jumped in the wrong line. And then it was fine though. And I definitely was that person in Fresh Meat who learned really fast. And so I moved up through Fresh Meat pretty quickly and uh, everyone hated me because I learned so fast. And <laughs> that remains a theme in my life is that everyone hates me because I can put my mind to something and then I figure it out really quickly. Like I'm a really quick learner. Um, but with that comes the, like I get bored easily, which is why I like doing so many different types of roller skating. Mm -hmm. And I think, which is why like roller skating caters to people like me so much is because like literally there's still so many types of roller skating that I know nothing about or Mm -hmm. that I have dabbled in, but there's so much to learn. So, right. Exactly. Like what we're doing in like 10 days or something. Yes. Racing on a K1 (laughs) track on roller skates. So (laughs) dabbling into something new. (laughs) As soon as you told me that I was like, I know I have to do that. Like I'm not going to be prepared. It's going to be a disaster, but I have to do it. It just sounds incredible Mm -hmm. to me. It's going to be fun. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so then um, what else is up? Yeah, so, oh, I can like, I felt like I yeah, tell me, was tell me. needing to give you a shorter answer, but I can no, give you the long answer. I want answer. the long one. Yeah. Okay, okay. So um, so let's go back to that first night when I met Chef and when yeah. I started roller derby. So I started roller derby and again, like I had said, like I moved up through the, the ranks pretty quickly. And um, in roller derby, there's kind of this weird thing, like, you know, it, it, you don't feel like you can really skate outside of roller derby when you first start because people kind of tell you that like 
roller derby is the safe way to skate and that like everything else is dangerous. And that's kind of like the vibe that you get from your coaches and stuff. And I don't think that they're doing it on purpose per se. Maybe some of them are, I don't know. But, um, so I was like scared of skating outside for like Hmm. the first year. Um, I ended up being on PR in the league and then I ended up going on some like rollouts to hand out flyers for our bouts and stuff. And that was the only time that I ever skated outside. And even then I was like full gear, like had everything, like helmet, like (laughs) wrist guard, like should I put this mouth guard on? I don't know. No. Uh, Yeah. Like definitely not. Um, but yeah, so that was like my first experience for that amount of time. And then like a year in come around like March, 2018, I was going to have a birthday party and it was at Fountain Valley rink. And I was so excited to have like all my derby friends like come to the rink. And like, I hadn't gone to a rink since I started roller skating. So I was like, this is going to be so fun. And I wore all of my gear, (laughs) 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 including my helmet. And that's not to say that like, you can't wear your gear to the rink or you should wear whatever you feel comfortable in. But it was just like a testament to how little experience I had. So I... I bought a pair of Moxie lollies um, from your shop, probably. And then I, uh, yeah, I showed up there and I was wearing like a helmet over a wig, which is hilarious. <laughs> and it's so your style. Um, it's like so my style, but also like so hot. Like it was so hot. And that night is actually the first night that Shove kissed me. And then we like started dating and then, uh, she was like, I like skating outside. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, yeah, me too. To like try and impress her. (laughs) So I was just like free balling it at like skating outside. I was like, yeah, I do this. And so I just like started doing it. And then we did the Moxie skate daily challenge. So we skated together and, um, Oh, I think actually like we had been dating a few months and then I like went on a trip and when I was on the trip, I was in the Mexico city airport and she like called me cause I was stuck overnight and she was like, I was thinking I should make an Instagram for like, just for skating. And she's like, I was thinking that I would call it like that girl has moxie. And I was like, Oh my God, that sounds so fun. I have to come up with one too. And then we're like brainstorming ideas. And that's when I came up with queer girl straight skates. So it was like 2am. I was like, that sounds so fun. So we started it then. And then when I got back from my trip, that's when we started the moxie skate daily challenge and just started posting every day about like our skate journeys and like us together. And that's kind of where it just blew up. Like Mm -hmm. it was so wild. It was like people started following us and then we were getting better at skating and I was trying all these different things. And then I started park skating and I was like totally obsessed with park skating and yeah. And then like the pandemic hit a couple of years later and I was still doing derby and I was still park skating. And then I had never even like mildly dabbled in the dance scene. And then I got hired at disco oasis 
And then I started dance skating this year. And that was my first time ever trying dance skating. It took a year after, year and a half after the pandemic to start for you. I know, like everyone else was like so into dance skating for so long. I wasn't either. And I was just not into it. Like it wasn't that I didn't think it was cool. Like it was cool. Like I'm glad that people are doing it and whatever. But I was just like, no, I know how to skate. Like I know these other things that I really like. And so I just didn't really get into it. But um, yeah, so I went. I actually was hired at Disco Oasis thinking that I would be like the uh, the diverse style skater. Like, so like everyone else was already a dance skater. And then they hired me as like the derby park skater. To like do crossovers. Yeah, to like do, one, like, I don't like know what. Power like, slides. Yeah, like power slides <laughs> and hockey stops and stuff, I guess. And then I ended up just like ending up totally just emulsing myself into this dance skating culture and now I'm just I'm learning so much and I'm growing and it's uh I'm so in love with it that's great yeah what a journey it's such a journey and I feel like it's just gonna keep going you know oh totally yeah oh yeah and in the midst of that I started queer girl straight skates which is like a youtube channel Oh, just just, just like YouTube casually, yeah. I was gonna say when I skipped those couple years, I think that's what I was skipping. A couple I, years later, yeah. a couple uh, years later, I guess I got hired at Disco Oasis. <laughs> like, yeah, one, two, skip a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people know you because of the YouTube. Yeah, so my YouTube channel is basically. I mean, I started it in. Oh my gosh, in the summer in 2019, because Shove hosted a body posse rollout, the first Suns Out, Buns Out mm-hmm. rollout. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Maple was in a stroller like she was so yep. small. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she hosted that. And I really wanted to document it in a way that was something that would exist for a long time. And so that was the first video that I made. Um, I actually, okay, this is a funny little known fact. I had a YouTube channel before Queer Girl Straight Skates. Actually, you know about this. Okay, one time you and I were talking. Wow, we go so far back. Um, (laughs) One time you and I were talking like literally three or four years ago and you were like, there needs to be like more derby content on YouTube for like newbies. And I was like, I can do it because that's how I feel about everything that anyone ever suggests to me is like, I can do it. So I started a YouTube channel called Keeping It Fresh Meat with Rebel Rouse Her. Oh, do you remember that? Did I, I ever do. tell you that? I do. <laughs> it was the biggest failure. It was so bad. Like one, I did not know what I was doing, but like, thank God that those are my first videos and I don't even know where they are. I think they disappeared into the abyss, but I was talking about roller derby and like Mm -hmm. stuff for fresh me. And like, yeah, it was so bad. And like, I'm very glad that that is not what, (laughs) but you know what? If if at first you don't succeed, try again. So my keeping it fresh meat YouTube channel did not succeed and that's okay because then I created queer girl straight skates, which also includes some derby content on it, but it's not just derby, which I actually think like fits my personhood and my experience with roller skating a lot more anyways. Um, But yeah, roller skating and Queer Girl Straight Skates. Basically, Queer Girl Straight Skates is a YouTube channel that has like everything 
lifestyle roller skating and also tutorials and reviews. So my like goal is to be like the buzzfeed of roller skating. So I want to like create skits and like do fun things. Like I have a video called the 10 types of roller skaters that you'll meet. Yeah. And I just made another one. Uh, that's like a continuation of that. And so I love doing like little skits and little like tastes of what the roller skate community is like, but on the internet, but different from like the roller skating community on the internet, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like there, I think that there's in 2020, I started feeling like the internet roller skating culture was not reflective of what, the actual in-person roller skating community is like. And so my goals kind of shifted and I was trying to create a place that people could go and watch videos and feel like, oh, this is what the roller skate community is like. You know, like it's Mm -hmm. not just all drama. Like it's not just all, you know, competition to like get likes and stuff like that. Like it's, it's this great fun community that has so many different facets to it. And yeah, so that's, that's what I do on Queer Girl Straight Skates. Like I just want everyone to feel like one, they can be part of the roller skating community. Like they don't have to be some like super talented, skinny, like dance skater Mm -hmm. in order to be included and an important part of the skate community and two like you're not too old you're not too like in the middle of america you're not too Mm -hmm. like fat you're not too um depressed like roller skating is for you and that's what the message that i try and send onto the internet is yeah and i i think you do a really good job at that thank you yeah no for reals (laughs) i remember like when i Cause like, not that, I don't know, like what, so like a while back you were like, let's, you know, let's do a YouTube channel. Let's, hmm. Just be real girl. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So a few years ago, yeah, a few (laughs) years ago, you and Indy reached out to me and were like, Hey, like we see that you're doing this YouTube. Cause I had put up like two videos, I think. And thank God you didn't see keeping it fresh me. <laughs> um, but like, uh, you, you seem like you're really interested in doing YouTube. We would love to sponsor you and like get you like to where you're actually like able to do YouTube. And I remember feeling in that moment so special because up until that point, And I love Shove so, so, so much, as anyone who follows me or knows me (laughs) knows. But I was feeling like I was always in her shadow. Like, I didn't have anything to offer the roller skate community because what the roller skate community wanted and needed was her. And I wanted to support her in that. And when you reached out to me, it was the first time that someone wanted me for like my skills and something that I could create and something that Mm -hmm. I could build. And it wasn't like a sneak attack to try and get to shove. And I was so blown away by that. And it really like made me feel so validated and so seen that and like so believed in. And I really think that that's like the reason why I'm still doing what I'm doing today. And yeah, there was a lot of drama that happened in between. But like the fact of the matter is, is that y'all believed in me in that moment when I really, 
you know, I was new at YouTube. Like I didn't have some like big, long credentialed list where everyone was looking to like find me and have me be like their speaker or whatever. And so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of how it happened. And now I just, I post videos every week. I've posted videos every week since 2019. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I remember those times and I remember like, and, and you still have that drive and that motivation and that talent, you know, you know, you have it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard, um, when you're surrounded by so many amazing people. And I do feel like that is the case. Like I surround myself with these people who are awesome, you know, like mm-hmm. you're this like super dope, like business entrepreneur, like boss lady, like head biznatch. And I love that. And like (laughs) shove is this like incredible artist and like brilliant and caring and like motivating and like just all these people in my life are those. And so sometimes I struggle to see that within myself, but I need to remember that like, there's a reason why I'm included in this group. Mm -hmm. And I think that that sense of like, struggling with who you are and like being real about that on the internet and being real about that with people is what makes my channel and my online presence what it is because like I never want to fake anything for the internet like I'm not here to like make something look pretty that's not pretty like I'm not here trying to tell you that like I'm a perfect roller skater or that roller skating needs to be perfect. Like I'm here to say, let's bring some authenticity to this because no one's perfect. And like, and the community is authentic. Yeah. Like the, the community is like, I don't know. Like I always describe the, like, especially the derby scene. Like it's like punk rock, you know, like Mm -hmm. skating is punk rock. And I think that some people either don't know that that's true or they haven't experienced it or they've like forgotten the roots of roller skating, which is just like so DIY, so like grunge, so like scrape your knee up and then dust it off and keep going. And I think that that's an important part to remember. Like it's really important to remember that about roller skating. Yeah, that's like, it's a it's a sport. It's something mm-hmm. that you do have to take a chance at and fall you know? And, and there's people out there who fall a lot. Yep. I'm one of them. (laughs) I fall all the time. Like I was literally just talking to someone and I was like, Oh my God, like how many injuries have I gotten? Especially in this last year, like this last year. So in January I broke my leg, like I broke my left leg. I'd never broken my leg before. Actually I'd never broken any bone except for, I like broken my toes a few times, a couple times at RollerCon. <laughs> um, but I like broke my leg in the beginning of this year from falling on my ramp. And then in a few months later, I bashed my face in at Cayucas and like my teeth, like oh, my yeah. front four teeth, teeth were gone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. They're and my teeth now. were like in, yeah, my teeth are back now, but I just found out and this like totally sucks, but I have to get a root canal on one of them uh, because it was dislocated. Yeah. yeah. So it's been like a long process, but I fall all the time. I'm always hurting myself and I feel like, you know, it's a risk that you take when you decide to well, roller yeah, skate. If, well, especially if you're going to play roller derby or go in the skate park. A hundred percent. I feel... Like, and I could be wrong because I didn't grow up in the rinks, but I feel like when you grow up in the rink, like you just, you don't fall as much maybe, or you just fall differently. You fall safer. 
I mean, also like the because there's so much talent in in a lot of these rink skaters moves, and I'm like, I mean, they've probably fallen a lot, but yeah. I just feel like. Again, I, I didn't grow up in the rink, but the frequency of roller derby injuries, the frequency of even just learning how to skate. Yeah. So our fresh meat program and all fresh meat programs, you know, people get injured while they're learning how to roller skate before they even play roller derby. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, man, at the rinks, is is it is the frequency that high too? You know, like what's... You know what? Okay, something that I feel like I've learned just from observing. So I've spent a lot of time, especially at Disco Oasis, just like observing all these incredible dance skaters that I get to skate with every day. And what I've realized is that most of the time when they do fall, they turn it into something else. Mm -hmm. Like they turn it into a move. And I feel like that does not happen in roller derby or in park skating. Like you don't fall and then turn it into something else. Right. They're like, like you fall, fall and on then your you, pad. Make sure you fall on your pad. Yeah. And, and then you straight. get up and then you are done. You know, like that's the training. You fall at the skate park, you fall and then your run is done. You know what I mean? Like you get yeah. out of the bowl. Or in like derby, in derby like you fall and keep your fingers you, in. You, you have like, to keep okay. you have to get super, super small and then you have yeah. to get up and then just keep like skating forward as yeah. opposed to dance skating, where I feel like you you fall and then you like add flair to your fall and then you accentuate it and all of a sudden it's not a fall anymore it's like a move that you intended to do Mm. and I've watched so many people do that and I am so impressed by that but I think that's got to be part of it Mm -hmm. but like obviously like neither of us are experts at it all we can say is what we observe we we both started in roller derby recently yes so it's yeah. like a whole different world it's I, I feel like people world. at the rinks are they see all this as derby people like like you said at your party where mm-hmm. you went and you're in your full gear yeah yeah and i feel like, like people who've been skating like way before us see us or see derby people pop up starting in 2002 2004 and yeah. are just like laughing and rolling their eyes <laughs> yeah yeah because that was us i was the yeah yeah, because yeah, roller skating has been around so much longer than roller derby, so much longer but than all the stuff just, that we do. It's, it's so <laughs> with the pads, man. The pads is, but we're wearing all the pads, but we get hurt more. Yeah, and we're like wearing like super, super, super intense pads, like the knee pads that mm-hmm. I wear for roller derby mm-hmm. are like four and a half inches thick. Yeah, like they're so yeah. thick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I say we, but I don't wear my knee pads. I was always the one getting in trouble. For, yeah. From my my league mates for skating outside. Yeah. I also think that there's like, I mean, in roller derby, you train to like fall on your knees sometimes. You know, that's like where it all rockstar goes falls wrong. and like, you know, we're doing knee taps all the time and like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. So that's my thoughts on roller derby, I guess. So you got four injuries this year? Yeah, I got like an insane amount of injuries. And I also, okay, now that I'm coming back to roller derby, my lower back has started hurting again. And I thought, I thought I was done with that, especially since I've been skating. Like, it's not like I stopped skating. There were a lot of people that stopped skating during the pandemic. And like, I get it. But that wasn't me. I kept skating. And so going back to Derby, I was like, this is going to be a piece of cake. Like, I'm going to be fine. No. My body is like, bitch, you are 30. 
<laughs> like my body is like, no, you can't do like that. Arches are cramping. Yeah. Lower back is aching. I'm like trying to do squats and I'm like, I don't remember how to squat. Like, oh my God, it's a disaster, but we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. We're pushing through it. <laughs> oh my gosh. If my lower back hurt it again, it was like a full, my full first year of derby, just being in that engaged active position. It's not like our backs were like being mistreated. It was, I had to squat and like, yeah, it's different muscles. Activate my core. And I'm it's, like, oh God. literally <laughs> different muscles. Like I, I'm always joking. Like if someone could find me a store that I could go buy a core, that'd be great. I don't want to have to work oh, it out. Nice. I just want it to exist. That'd be that nice. That'd be so great. Um, but yeah, yeah, it definitely is not real. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're all healed up. Yeah, I am healed up. I would say that the thing that bothers me the most is that I like get nervous around certain activities because they're like similar to mm. what happened when I got hurt. Like I get nervous. Like, so what happened when I broke my leg is that it was kind of dewy and my ramp was a little dirty. Like it was a little dusty and I was, it was a little dewy and cause I wasn't even doing anything. Like I just set my toe stop down and then it slipped out from underneath me mm-hmm. and I fell and broke my leg. Like, and it was after a 30 minute to like an hour or something ish, like whole ramp sesh that I was like totally fine at. And so I think I, I get nervous at like random times of day kind of a little mm-hmm. bit now and I get a little bit more nervous about some ramp skating stuff that I wasn't nervous about before but it's all about just like getting over those mental like half of roller skating is mental honestly yeah it like is. it really is mm-hmm. but yeah so um how are you doing how's roller skating for you oh god for me okay well um I got this roller rink right now oh my so, god cool like kind of like you I was just like oh that's cool in the pandemic everyone's getting into roller skating and dance skating but like uh I'm not really into it right mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, uh, three weeks and three days ago, I opened a rink and now I'm like, I'm learning so much. I'm basically a figure skater now. Love it. Love it. (laughs) But, um, it's, it's cool. Um, the rink is a whole different type of engagement with the community than having just a shop and having a, uh, internet presence, Mm -hmm. you know? And what I really love and have been noticing is that it's, it's bringing the awareness of roller skating to people who didn't know that it was back. Mm. So we're getting all these people walking up and paying right on the spot being like, what are you guys doing here? We're like, Oh, it's a roller rink. And they're like, it is. Oh my God. I haven't roller skated in 20 years. Like here, like I want in, you know? That's awesome. And so that's a whole new, uh, business under our business umbrella. And it's a really cool one. So, I'm having fun with that. And um, I'm really excited to host your queer prom next yes. month. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in a month and a day, yeah. uh, on November 13th, I'm hosting a glam rock couture queer roller skating prom. Yes. And it is going to be incredible. I am so excited about it. Uh, the reason why I wanted to do this, and I've been wanting to do this for years, like we talked about this I don't know, three years ago, or like like a like doing it through Derby, yeah, or something through with Derby the or something yeah. random, and mm-hmm. um, and it never quite worked out. And 
I the reason why I want to do this is because when I was in high school, I went to a very conservative private school that didn't one didn't even allow dancing. So dancing didn't even wow. exist. Yeah. So I've never been to Weird. a dance. I know. What? Yeah, they were all like um it was we would go to shows. So we would go to like the Pantages in LA. Huh. And like we would go see the Lion King or something. Okay. Yeah, I was like, so I've never actually been to a dance. So I'm hosting this out of my <laughs> dreams. So I'm making a dream prom. So just everyone get ready for that. Um, but also I was never allowed to go with anyone that I was like actually romantically interested in. Like as a queer person, whereas I did not know back then, um, I have always thought like, how wonderful would it be to go with someone that you really, really love or really like, uh, to a prom and like not have to worry about being judged or not worry about like, I have to wear a dress or I have to wear a tux. Like being able to wear whatever I want and being able to go with whoever I want is like, a dream that I wanted to make a reality because I know that a lot of queer people experience that like, oh, you know, maybe we had to go as friends or we, I didn't go with someone that I really wanted to go with because I was worried about the backlash or worried about what the school would stop us from doing or what have you. Or you weren't ready to come out. Or I wasn't ready to come out or I just didn't know yet, you know, and I really wanted to create an event that would be that for people. And I don't know, like I'm I'm so excited because the event is created to not only be super freaking fun, but also to be like a gender affirming experience as well. So like for people who wanted to dress more gender fluid or who wanted to like Maybe you wanted to wear a tux, but you didn't feel like you could. Like, this is the time to do it, you know? Like, wear whatever makes you feel the absolute best and know that you're coming to this event that's going to be decked out and so much fun and, yeah, just, like, a really beautiful, like, community bonding. And also, it's a fundraiser. So we're using it to raise money to donate to the center in LBC, so that's the LGBTQIA plus community uh, center business. And so, yeah, so that's what we're doing. It's going to be really, really fun. It is going to be fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I think it's just perfect. It's a it's a really meaningful event and it's going to be fun for the community mm-hmm. and it's going to provide needed funds to the center. Yeah. And I think like even you were saying something when we were talking about it before that like a lot of people didn't get the opportunity to go to prom in the last couple of years because the world's been shut down. Yep. So it's like a kind of tandem thing, you know, like queer people who didn't get to go to a prom that was inclusive for them, but also people who just didn't get to go to prom at all. That's right. Like bust out those corsages and boutonnieres like let's do it (laughs) deck it out with some studs and rhinestones I don't know glue it on there like yes and yeah so glam rock couture this is I feel like we need to talk about this because a lot of people don't know what glam rock couture looks like or what that is and glam rock is like my favorite like I'm obsessed with it so think like Vivian Westwood in like the early 90s think like David Bowie think leather studs 
tools, sequins, like glitter, like that's what we're looking for. We're looking for extra as hell. Think like tool with a leather jacket. Like if you want to make your outfit, this is the time to do it. Like be extra as hell, like enjoy the idea of just being able to create something and go all out for it. Oh, this sounds like Uh so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Awesome. And and for folks who want to go, how do you get tickets? Yeah, so you can get tickets by going to www.cheerstothequeers.com. And there's a section that says Queer Prom. And you can buy a ticket for $50 or you can buy a set of two tickets for $95. There's also an option if you're not in the area or if you are not interested in going but you want to sponsor a queer person who wants to go to the prom, there's an option where you can buy a ticket to sponsor a queer person. So Mm. on the section, there's like a sponsor a queer person or buy a ticket or buy two tickets. So that's how you can go and either support or be a part of it. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, thanks for like doing this for the community, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, it's all I ever want. I just want to do more for the community. Like I just want to build the community even more. And I feel like we've all been so separated for so long, you know, like it's been hard for everyone and to be able to have an event that clearly articulates ahead of time, like that you will be accepted, that this is going to be a safe place for you. And that it's going to be like all these amazing other things Mm -hmm. I think is really important to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see how that night goes. Yeah. But looking um, forward to it. But besides that, is there um, anything you wanted to say before we hop off here? Um, yeah, I guess like, so like if you're ever a person who is considering like, oh, should I try and do something like for the community or with the community? If you're a person who's like a newer roller skater, maybe you're new to the community and you think, oh my gosh, that queer prom event, like that's a cool idea. Or you see people doing rollouts and you think, oh, that's awesome. Like you can host that too. Like you can create events as well. Like it's not limited to people who've been skating for a super long time. It's like, if you think of something that would be super awesome for the skate community and you want to do it in your area or whatever, like you should do that. Like the more of us that feel empowered to create things that build up the skate community, the more together and freaking awesome our whole community is going to be. So I think if you see cool stuff and you have an idea and you want to do something cool for the skate community, you can do it too. Like feel empowered to do that. Absolutely. That's literally what I did. That's literally what you did. Yeah. <laughs> like dream big and make it happen. Yeah. And because, if you see something yeah. that works, do it. Yeah. Do it in your neighborhood. Like you said, the rollouts, you know, you see a rollout, it works. Like put up some flyers, make a post and like start a rollout. And don't be scared to fail either. Like, let me tell you, like I have failed so many times. Like me and Shove hosted a rollout one time and three people showed up <laughs> and we were like, oh man, like, uh, and then we we're like, no, that was awesome because three people showed up, you know, like it's, it's not about numbers. It's not about visibility. It's about like building the skate community from the inside out, like Mm -hmm. strengthening the bonds that we have together as skaters and supporting each other and making that community 
even more than you ever dreamed that it could be. You know, like that's what it's about. Love it. Yeah. It is. That mm-hmm. is what it's about. 100%. Yeah. Thanks for the inspo. Thanks. Yeah, anytime. Um, and if you want to find me, I guess you could go. If you want to find me, I'm pretty much anywhere. She's everywhere. I'm literally <laughs> everywhere on the internet. Um, but if you look up Queer Girl Straight Skates, that's my handle on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. And um, then I have Skate Date, the podcast, which is me and Shove's podcast. And then I have my site, which also I have a bunch of like skate accessories and like cute accessories. And I tied, I have some reverse tie dye shirts that I made and like stuff like that. That is cheers to the queers.com. And yeah, I think that's pretty much all that I do. It's crazy. It's a lot, but I all really, that you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and more. And more. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Hey everybody, it's Pigeon here. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode and want to keep hearing from some of the best roller skaters in the world every week, please support this show and share it with your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To get the latest and greatest roller skate gear, make sure to visit our roller skate shop online at www.pigeonskates.com and follow us at Pigeons Roller Skate Shop on Instagram. All right, we'll see you next week. Later.